there she is. Hello. And I'm all decked out. Oh, I know. I, I was, if we were going to talk holidays, I was getting, I don't know if you guys can see my sweatshirt. Oh are my gosh. Serious Clark. Oh my gosh. That's great. That's amazing. So are you fully decorated for Christmas or are I am you? Not. We just, we just have our tree up. We just needed a little bit of joy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the first year actually that I'm writing and talking about the holidays before the holidays, like as a blogger and a writer and a podcaster, I'm, I always have a knee jerk reaction and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I should be talking about the holidays. But now yes. I started early to prepare all my content. And last week I was talking about our one word for the holiday season. And I created an advent guide that went out in my newsletter this week. And I'm getting ready to do a black Friday sale for my read a prayer cards. And I'm like, I feel like I want to decorate for Christmas, like right now. And my guys are like, you can't mom, you can't. Yeah, like one more week of like orange and brown and pumpkins and leaves. And I'm like, okay, we can do one more. week. <laughs> That's what I asked my girls. I said, okay, are we, are we ready? We normally wait. We always get a fresh tree, but this year we just were all ready. Although I'll tell you guys, you can't see, but right over here, I still have pumpkins <laughs> so, <and> they're <laughs> <mingling> right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like you have to be ready to go all in for Christmas. I mean, it is a day long experience for our family. Um, yeah. And even a couple of weeks ago, I, or last two weeks ago, I was at Target and I could not help but buy some of that, the Christmas stuff in the Magnolia section. Cause I was just like, <gasps> like, I mean, I'm not a retail therapy person, but it felt so good to just buy just a few little things. And I, yes. my husband's like, what, do, what is this? We don't, we have enough. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I really, I need this this year. So that I think we all do. I think we all do. I'm usually a very strict, like after Thanksgiving, let's do one holiday before we move on to the next. Yeah. But not this year. I think we're all like that. Yeah. I think we're all so ready, right? For something that's joyful and something that's, that we can count on. We yes. know Christmas is going to come. Like right. <laughs> what it's going to look like may not be something we can count on, but we know it's going to come and we know it's something we can celebrate. So I'd love to hear, like, do you celebrate Advent? Like, how do you, I mean, I, let be honest, I have a few years where I've, like, knocked it out of the park, and then other years where I haven't been so great, but I've done my best to incorporate our faith. And so I'd love to hear how you celebrate Christmas and incorporate your faith, and do you do Advent, and what does it look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, a all great, that's a great question. I'll be 100% honest that I, in the past, I haven't done a very good job of this for our family. I always have some type of Advent devotional for me. Yeah. And I usually read through and work through that as the season progresses. But when my daughter was a preschooler, she made at preschool this real cute on a tray, an Advent calendar or an Advent, kind of a wreath, but yeah. it had greenery with the candles on it for mm -hmm. and you, you light it each Sunday. And they so we down. have that. Yes. Yeah. And we brought that out and we leave it out. It's so cute. It, as we've moved, because we're a military family and we've lived all different places, different pieces have come off. And so over the years, we've kind of pieced <laughs> it back together. But that's one of the things we do is every Sunday, light the candle and kind of talk about that. Another tradition we have, which isn't strictly Advent, but it does bring our faith into it, is every single, no matter where we're stationed, what we're doing, who's there, we always read the Christmas story on mm -hmm. Christmas Eve. And that's kind of the oh, end. I like that. All the events we read it from Luke and that was my grandma's favorite and she kind of passed it passed it down that way and so we always read it from Luke and we cuddle up they get to open their their Christmas pajamas right everybody knows they're getting them yeah. uh, open their Christmas pajamas then we cuddle up we read and then everybody goes to bed so that's kind of the, the culminating thing we do on Christmas Eve yeah oh I love that 
so in the past we've done, so I just mentioned Truth into the Tinsel, which is Amanda White created. And I got this, maybe the first or second year she did it because it was 10 years ago. And mm -hmm. I have pictures, I went back on my blog and I have pictures of my kids doing it. And they were so little. And it was a super easy book. And I, did, I think I did it one year and then it was a disaster. I totally like failed. And then the next year I got a friend to do it with me and she came over and she, we packaged, pre-packaged all of these projects that we were doing. Someone just asked me if we hope, hope you're saving this. The video, we're going to save the video. Yes, you can watch it later if you have to jump off. So we pre-packaged all of our supplies and they were like, you know, cotton balls and toilet paper rolls. They weren't like, I didn't really need to shop for anything, maybe some pipe cleaners, but I like, you know, I had things around. Anyways, that was actually a success because I didn't have to think about it. It was a no brainer. And there was still little enough that I could control like what their day looked like. So like right. now it's hard for me to pin everyone down at the same time, but then I could be like, okay, we're not, we're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna watch TV until we've done our craft for the day, you know? And then, in years past, I've also done Focus on the Family has Adventures in Odyssey and mm -hmm. they have some Advent stuff. And so I would play that like when we were in the kitchen at dinner time because they just had these wonderful Christmas stories. And that was really helpful because again, it was all done for me. Yes. <laughs> and I could just hit play. Um, and then as they've gotten older, I've also introduced them to some other stuff. And Noelle, our friend Noelle Rhodes, she has, she did an Advent series. I don't know if it was last year or I feel like I remember us listening to it in the car on the way to my sister-in-law. Yeah. So maybe it was last year or the year before it was a grown up advent, but I, it was so good. And just so story. It was just such great storytelling that I was like, we're going to listen to this. This is it. We're going to binge the whole thing up to their house. Like, yeah. so we've done some things, but yeah, I, I've, there is a tendency to get so busy that we forget to tie it back to the meaning of the holiday. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that I didn't intentionally do, but that has been a really fun part of my girls growing up and getting older is when they were really little, my mom got them the Fisher Price, like nativity scene, oh, you know, yeah. with all the little moving animals. The little, was it the little people? Yes. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And they're so cute. And they still love to get that out when we unpack all of our Christmas stuff and set it up and play with it. So that's an easy way to to be able to facilitate conversations yeah. around Advent in the Christmas season time. Yeah, yeah. So what else do you do, like to, do you like to do to celebrate Christmas? Do you guys go yeah. to church on Christmas? We do if, although I feel like in years past, like it maybe the last five years or so, I feel like the majority of the churches we've attended have gone away from Christmas Day service. Okay. And they've just done like a Christmas Eve service. But yep, we go to church on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve for sure, if they have mm -hmm. it. As I mentioned, because we're a military family and we've moved so much that it's hard to have the same traditions year after year yeah. just because we're not always in the same spot. We're not around family and friends. And so some of like the non-negotiable things that we do, Christmas traditions that I mentioned, of course, reading the, the story, going to church. When my yeah. girls were little, we did a happy birthday, Jesus like a birthday cake and we would oh, sing. Fun. And so that was a fun way for them to do that too. But other things we have are like our food. We have specific things we make on Christmas Eve mm -hmm. and Christmas morning. We always have monkey bread. If people oh, are familiar with that. Yeah. And so we have food. It revolves around food a lot because no matter yeah. where you're stationed, that's something you can always do. True. And then we, 
we've tried to embrace some traditions too of the different places that we've been. So like we were stationed in Hawaii, everybody goes to the beach on Christmas day. That's what you do. And so That's what I, would done, <laughs> I know me too, right? Everybody can use a beach Christmas vacation. Yeah. So those are, those are some little small things that we do throughout the season and traditions. How about you, yeah. Kimberly? What do you guys do? Um, so food's a part of it, but what's interesting is like, when you bring two families together, everyone has like their own traditions. And yes. so like, I'm like last year, we like knew we were going to go to my sister-in-law's and she doesn't always cook the things that I want to have on Christmas. And so, oh yes. Okay. So Noel's was two years ago. I just remember where we went last Christmas. Oh my gosh. It's like all blended together. Okay. So <laughs> last year I knew my sister-in-law was going to do like a lasagna and salmon. And I was like, that's not, that's not Christmas. Like, and I found myself getting really resentful in the days leading up to it. And then literally I kid you not, I don't know if it was Christmas Eve morning, or it might've been the night before I said to my husband, I'm like, no, we're going to do our own Christmas dinner. Let's do Christmas Eve. We called my parents and his parents and we're like, totally last minute, but you guys want to come over for like a real Christmas dinner? And we had turkey and stuffing and like all the things that I had growing up and some of the things he had growing up. And so we felt like we really went out of our way to like make it what we thought it would be and what we thought it should be. And so, yeah. Yeah. And what uh, does that meal usually look like? Is it traditional like turkey or is it primary? Yeah. Sorry, my, my puppy's barking in the background. Oh, okay. For us, it's turkey. Like I, I, I didn't even know people didn't eat turkey on Christmas until I got married. And then they were like, well, we can't have, we just had turkey on Thanksgiving. And I'm like, yeah. so you can't have turkey two times a year? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> but it's like with stuffing, just basic corn and mashed potatoes. And like, and now as a girl, like I don't eat mashed potatoes. I don't ever eat mashed potatoes. Like it's a special treat for me, not for no reason, but it just, that it just, it's a lot of work and yeah, I don't think I was going to say it's time consuming. I don't think it's something <laughs> that I do for regular meals. I'm like, ah, I look forward to this all year. But yeah, I mean, I don't, and it's so funny because I know like if you were to ask other people what their traditional meals is, they might say something incredibly different. And I'm like, what is that? Why would you eat that? And so, yeah, that's what that looks like. Do you have a traditional family meal? We, you know, it, it used to be, so it, it's more Christmas Eve. This is so funny. As I'm talking through this, I'm seeing we have a ton of traditions and most of them are centered around Christmas Eve. Okay. My mom always made growing up potato cheese soup, which I know sounds kind of odd, but okay. it has always been a favorite. And no matter, you know, who we get together with or what we do, I always make a big pot of potato cheese soup. And now it's oh. kind of stuck and it's easy. You can make it before you go to church, leave it on the stove or in uh -huh. the crock pot and then come back to it. So that's kind of our go-to. On Christmas day, we do a big spread. My husband usually likes, if he's around, he likes, you know, prime rib and potatoes and green salad and Brussels sprouts. Yeah. That's kind of what we always go to. Oh yeah. You know what, as you're saying, you know, we, except for last year when we did this last minute Christmas meal, we order Chinese every Christmas Eve. <gasps> that's so fun. And, and, and Thanksgiving Eve too. We, we're just, I don't want to do dishes. We got a big meal tomorrow or we're going someplace tomorrow. Actually this year, every Thanksgiving, we usually do a race. We usually do this five, five, it's an 8K. Yeah, so it's five miles. The whole family does it. And the kids, if they don't do the long one, they do the short one. And so that's the night when we pig out, don't want any dishes that, you know, that night or the next yeah. morning. And then there's a race this year. Aww. So maybe we might have to get out and run anyways, but yeah, so thanks for, so Thanksgiving Eve and Christmas Eve is Chinese food because we're, 
we don't want to deal. Fun. I love yeah. that tradition. And like you said, you've been cooking all day. You don't want dishes or you're going to cook yeah. all day. Yeah. So, so smart. That's a fun tradition. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to think of some other ones. It's weird. I feel like every year we do something a little bit different. We usually try to go into the city at some point, which is usually like a Christmas present to the parents, our parents. What do we usually try to do? We always do cookies, like chocolate chip cookies. My husband has tins and tins and tins that we've had for years that I'm like, can we just bake cookies for somebody and get rid of these tins? And then there's always somebody who's like, returns them to me. And I'm like, no, no, please don't give me back these back anymore. I don't know how to pack them. I don't want them anymore. And so we try to give cookies away to people, which we do. And so we'll do more of that this year. And gosh, I'm trying to think. We do the Christmas pajamas. And yeah, and church looks different for us every year. So we, our church rents a space. And so it just depends on what day of the week or what night of the week it falls. So so if Christmas falls on, Christmas Eve falls on like a Friday night, they're not letting us have the venue. They're they're booking a concert that night. Hey, Janelle. And so... It's not consistent year to year. It's not always, oh, we're always going to go to Christmas Eve service. But when we do, I really, I make it a point when they have it, because even though we, you know, we have other things we could be doing, I enjoy going. And they've incorporated, when I was growing up, I used to go to my grandmother's church because we'd always visit her and we'd have candles and they would light the candles. And it was a one time a year, like we could hold fire, right? Yeah. And it was just something that I remember growing up and our church here at has like, battery operated or like chargeable mm-hmm. candles. I'm like, what are these? I don't want these. I want real fire. <laughs> I remember growing up and feeling so special to like hold that candle too. That it, that's such a fun tradition. You were talking about the baking. That is one thing that we did growing up is we would make, we had friends that would bring us cinnamon rolls. And so then we, as we got older and my mom was like, let's do that. That's so fun. And so that's something we do is we always bake cinnamon rolls. We take them around to neighbors and uh-huh. friends and distribute them. And so that's always fun. I love a good cookie exchange. I know it's not necessarily, you know, it's not spiritual, although it very well could be, but I love making cookies and then yeah. coming to exchanging. I don't think it'll probably happen this year, but it's a favorite of mine too. Yeah. I always don't know what to do with the cookies when I come home. Like, cause I'll have one's enough for me. I'm not a huge cookie person. And then I hope my kids eat them. And sometimes they do. And sometimes they don't. My kids are like, first day eaters so like the first day everybody wants it and then I can't get anyone to eat the rest of it yeah and it's and like that with there like birthday cakes too sometimes and other treats and so I'm kind of like what do I do with all these cookies but cookies is <laughs> changes are fun but yeah I mean I think like even even for us I do make a point to play Christmas music and not just like okay. Christmas music but like hymns and mm-hmm. you know it, what's interesting is it was only a few years back which seems so crazy to me that I realized that all of these Christmas songs were worship songs. Yeah. Okay, because they started, because what happened is the church that I go to, they started um, singing these Christmas songs during worship in the month of December. And I was like, like growing up, we, we only heard those songs at church on Christmas day. Yeah. And so of course they were modernized and, 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 so I really have made a point that when I do create our Christmas playlist, I make sure there's songs that worship Christ and talk about the birth of Christ. And they're not just about Santa and they're not just about like snow on the ground and ho, 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 which we have fun with too. 
but uh, making sure that there is a rotation of music going on in our home during that time that does point to Christ is something that I really like to do as well. That's such a great idea. We play, we've been playing Christmas music since the day after Halloween. This year, all the rules are out the window. We're all the rules are broken. <laughs> one of my daughters loves it. And the other one's like, can we just wait a little longer? So we've been trying to balance it. I love Christmas music. I think you should listen to it all year round. Uh -huh. I am here for it. But as you were talking about that, I was thinking about one other tradition that I adopted when the girls were little, because it's so hard sometimes to know that balance of, you mentioned Santa and yeah. Jesus and how we can keep pointing them back because as little kids, it's so easy to get focused on Santa yeah. and that and celebrate that. And so one of the things that uh, a friend of mine did that I took over and kind of adopted was the acronym of joy. And so for mm -hmm. gifts, got them one thing that could help develop their relationship with Jesus, whether it's a devotional or a Bible or a book or, you know, music, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and then something that they can do with others. And okay. then something for, for themselves, for you. And so that was kind of something I followed when they were younger to remember joy, Jesus, others, right. you. And as I shopped for gifts, I would kind of filter their wish list through the, that acronym. Right. And so what were some of the things for, well, give me some example of what some of the things were. Yeah. As far as for, to like for the acronym. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for usually for Jesus, for Jay, I usually do a devotional for them, mm -hmm. a new devotional for the year or a book. Mm -hmm. I have a 13 year old daughter. And so I'll try to get her something that she could read that'll help her there. But a new Bible, Bible yeah. cover, highlight Bible highlighters, that sort of thing. And then for others, some, it's some, a game, usually we'll do a, a new board game, a puzzle. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a family gift. Sometimes it's a gift that they can play with their friends. And then for the you, it's usually something they want for themselves. So yeah. something that, that they desire that's on their, maybe top of their wish list. Yeah. Um, whether, sometimes it's clothes. Sometimes it's, you know, a new something. I'm trying to think in years past what, what that even looked like. Mm -hmm. It's funny how we spend so much time as moms focus on that. And then looking back, it's like, oh yeah, what did we get them? <laughs> I know, I know. I feel like I'm obsessed and then you forget. Like when you mentioned you, why for you, let me ask you, so this is a little off topic, but I think really important for those people that are listening, what do you do to take care of you during the holidays? Because this is a time of year when us mamas stretch ourselves so thin because we're trying to create these incredible experiences for our children and for our family members. And sometimes we're the last ones to get what we need and we don't take care of ourselves. So what do you do to take care of yourself during the holiday? Yeah, that's a great, great question. So I, the one, the one thing I do year round, which is a non-negotiable mm -hmm. for me is I get up early, sometimes a little too early for my liking, but I'm always glad once I get out of bed and get that mm -hmm. cup of coffee is I have quiet time. Sometimes it's five minutes. Sometimes it's 40 minutes. It's whatever mm -hmm. my day allows. And then I move my body in some ways. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I hop on my, I have an indoor um, bike. So sometimes I ride my bike. Sometimes I'll do a class on my phone. Sometimes I'll go for a walk. Um, yeah. those are the, that's like non-negotiable. I need to get up. I need Good. to spend time in the word. I need to mm -hmm. journal. 
pray, mm-hmm. quiet time, and then move my body. So those two yeah. things for sure. But the other thing I've adopted that I'm trying to get better at over the last year, I read John Mark Comer's, oh, I'm not going to remember it right now, uh, The Ruthless Pursuit, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I knew oh, yes, yes. His book, yes. it came out last last fall, about this time last year, and I read it, yeah. and it was airy for me as far as like rest goes and leaning into that so I try to take a day where I don't do anything and the only filter is through like what do I want to do and I don't mean that selfishly but like I love to read so I'll read or I might nap or I might bake muffins like whatever kind of fuels my soul or I've been thinking about doing I used to knit a lot I know that's (laughs) <laughs> I feel like an old lady when I say I knit, but I love knitting. So recently I just bought a new, I haven't knitted in probably five years and I just bought a new pattern for a hat, ordered it, and I'm going to start on that over the holidays. So those are a few of the things that I do. I would love to hear what you do. Well, I do a similar. I haven't been getting up as early as I'd like, but I do get up early and I have Bible time and I'm actually reading through the Bible with two friends of mine that are in my mom's and prayer group. And it's been so fun because I have somebody to do it with and we're doing the Bible recap. Have you heard of that? I mean, I'm late to the party on this, but we are reading and then we listen to the podcast and it just makes it, it just, I don't know. There's something about it this time around that I've really enjoyed. And so I make sure to do that every day. I am getting moving. I did run today. Yay. 20 minutes on the treadmill. I'm just starting to get back to that. So I do think that's really important because it just, right. Scientifically, it does so much for our bodies. Right. But it really that mentally, emotionally just sets your day up for success. It just, I I remember hearing once, if you can do the hard things right away in the morning, then you can conquer the rest of the day. And so now I'm back to a couple days a week, moving my body, but very similar to you. I mean, these things are like really basic. I do have a day where I just don't feel compelled to do anything that I don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> and that for us, for me, I, we picked up crossword puzzling but during the, during the shutdown in March, I was like, okay, like we need some things to do to pass the time. I have a puzzle out on the dining room table. I do, I have a few books that I am just got from the library. So that taking the time to do that in the middle of the day and not feeling like I should be getting something done or doing other things that really, really works for me. But I also on Fridays play tennis. I do like a tennis clinic. And so that's, again, I love learning something like for me, we spend a lot of money on signing our kids up for every, everything, right? Oh, you want to play soccer? Let me get you soccer lessons. You want to play this? Let me get you this lessons. And then I like have an interest and, I, and I'm, wait, what if I spent the money for me to do this lesson? Why wouldn't I do this? Like, why wouldn't I want to enjoy that? So I love learning and growing. And that to me just feeds me because I'm, I know I'm getting better and I'm doing a skill I love. I'm getting out there and moving. I'm getting to interact with other women, which is really wonderful, especially now that we're home all the time with our kids all the time. And, and so, yeah, so it's getting moving. It's like the, it's just, yeah, simple stuff. I love that, that you, you know, you're so right as moms were like, sure, you can do whatever you yeah. want to try and let's, now's the time, right? Child? But we don't pour into ourselves or allow ourselves to have that same um, curio- curiosity mm-hmm. or exploration of like play that we give our kids. And so I love that you do that, the tennis camp. That's so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's fun. So 
I, yeah, I've already signed up for next semester. And like my husband, I played my husband for the first time and really beat him, like beat him. And he was a little bit not happy. And he's yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if you should be taking these tennis lessons anymore. And I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I keep fun. taking them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I thought, you know, that's the kind of stuff you said. Things that we do throughout the year, um, we need to make sure that we keep doing them through the holidays because, um, yeah, it's easy to get overwhelmed and distracted and to let those weeks go by and go, where did they go? What did we do? Did I do anything meaningful? And yeah. Did our family, did it benefit our family? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today about Advent and about the ways you celebrate the holiday. I hope we gave some people ideas and some encouragement that you can bring meaning to the holiday, that it doesn't have to be something that sweeps you away. It doesn't have to be something that loses its meaning because of the busy that if we take care of ourselves and we choose how we want to celebrate Jesus, we can have a meaningful holiday season. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. And I think it's so important to say too, like you don't have to do all the things, right? Um, you know, just fitting it in where you can in the car, as you were talking about while yeah. you're listening to music, like there's so many small ways you can do that and take the pressure off yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, and I say this all the time is small, consistent ways is so much better than trying to do some, big thing and not being able to follow through or not being able to do it the way you want to do it. It's the small things, you know, it could be a Christmas song every day on the way to to school. You know what I mean? It could be really, really simple. And so what are the ways we can do that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I love to chat. All right. I'll see you later. Bye guys. Bye.